0: Yeah. Okay. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> Shkayach for coming, everybody. <laughs> okay. Other Aleph. We continue learning other Aleph. Sponsored by the Eagles. Mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. anonymously in honor of the coming of the Shiach by the Americans in honor of their son, Yaakov Akiva, completing the Nach Yomi, and for protection of their son, Hillel Tzvi Yehuda, Chayal. The week... The week is sponsored by my dear parents in honor of my grandmother's Yorzeit, Chayal Rochabas Tzvi Hirsch, my mother's mother, 26 Yorzeit. Uh, the week is sponsored by Shlomit koffler Weinreb, and by Sonia Green, and today the daily sponsorship <coughs> is by Tovi, uh, Tova and Larry Dominich for Rufo Shlema, for Larry's Ema, Leah Bat-Sheindel, who's undergoing surgery today. also want to add, um, this is really, you know, hitting home, uh, we daven for the Rufuah Shlema of Moshe Aaron and Lea Bela. That's Spitz. Yeah. Right, that's Menachem Spitz' grandson. So that's very, you know, close to our hearts. And we should hear, our learning should really, bring a big, a lot of light and healing to the whole world. And this to the that are injured. Amen. Amen, amen. Um, okay, who, anyone else need? Are there enough I thought you need? I have... Yeah, I have here one second. Carval Nafshi. I I made a bunch of copies and I can't figure out where they are, so I just made a bu- a few more. Let me see if I could find this in here. Shalom Kuf. Kuf Bad Sorry about this. Kuf Mem Dalit by Nachon okay here I have another one one more over here gonna read from here and that's Kuf San I'm so Yael yeah, uh, what page did you say? Mem Kuf Mem Dalit and your Safer Right, so other does anyone need does anyone else need? What kind of, what would you, what you like? yeah what so what this I'm is good. we're going to be doing it from here okay quick re- a quick recap, because I'm so eager and excited mm-hmm. to, to move forward with this beautiful Mama Shalom. I, I'm loving this. Mamash. I just, just want to call Rav Kluger and tell him I love you. <laughs> Do it. Before. I would, you know, he actually it wouldn't freak him out. It wouldn't be, hey, Shalom Aleichem. It wouldn't freak him out. Did
1: you ever ask What's him? What's
0: that? And that I like him as well. Did you, know. you
1: ever ask him about Mama? No,
0: but I have, I, have, I, have the, I have the names with me when I, I haven't seen him yet, but I will but I have the names you you wrote out for me. Okay, let's really focus in here because this is really deep stuff. We're gonna do our best, Shem Shem s'patenu tiftach. The last thing we learned, I believe, yeah, what we learned last Thursday, right? last Thursday, what we learned was something so so amazing. If Kluger explained to us that this whole notion of looking in the mirror and the whole weirdness we have with, in terms of how we view each like we said last week about going to someone's house seeing our face on a magnet in someone's fridge and that whole thing and experiencing ourselves from the outside like, and, and then wondering what do people see when they look at me and then viewing ourselves based on how we think people look at us that whole mishigas, what we were speaking about last week this is something so deep Rav Kluger says he taught us last week that Adam Arishon, basically, he said it's all Adam. It's all Adam's fault, right? And he said that Adam Arishon, before he ate from the chet etzadat, the way he experienced life and the way he experienced himself, and the way he must have looked at himself, was only from within. It wasn't from the outside looking in. And then Rav Kluger said, after after the chet, Adam Arishon, something that the chet caused him to do was to start experiencing himself, viewing himself, and looking himself. From the outside. He was speaking about Kodemachet and Acharachet. And this tension between the two is something that by us happens simultaneously all the time. That we live in those two states of being all the time. It's not like I was doing good, then I was doing bad. It's that more or less this is happening all the time, nonstop. We're living in those two realities all the time. So I want to just review this last paragraph where he says, Zeklal Pashut. Do you see it on your pages? It's
1: on Kufnun. On, kuf on, on, on,
0: on, on, on the copies, it's Kufnun. I almost said on the Xerox. Someone uses Xeroxes anymore. <laughs> on the Xerox and on the chalkboard. And anyway. <laughs> Zeklal Pashut. Codem hachet, ulachar hachet, ainam shinoim bazman. Ela shnei matzevim hakiyamin tamid banepesh. Ela shemitzav, ela shemitzav kodem hachet, ganuz yoter. He said, what do we relate to more? What is the where is the place that we're more that we relate to much more? This is really, really interesting. He said, he said to us that the matzav before the sin, where it's the like rishon, experiencing the real true himself from within, it still exists within us all the time, but that place is much more concealed. That place, it's much more harder to get access to. And you got to work really hard to reveal that place. The other side, which is more the way that I view myself from the side, from hiding, from looking from outside in, that's always there, and that's really how I identify myself um, most of the time. And what was the result of Admarishon realizing that he's now experiencing himself from outside? What did he do? He started hiding. He started covering up. He started sensing busha. Busha was brought to the world. The shame was brought to the world. The moment that I started experiencing myself, my life, from the outside. That was the result of what happened from Adam Arishon. <laughs> When you have a moment, when you have an experience, that you're feeling, wow, something deep is brewing inside, I'm sensing that within here something beautiful is emerging. He's saying, that's the moment you're connecting to Adam HaRishon before the sin. It's beautiful. You know, they say about the Baal Shem Tov and about a lot of, not a lot of tzaddikim, but sometimes you'll hear this in the Sifri Chasidus when you want to say about someone, wow, they're such a gavadag and neshama, they always say, they're from the chilek of nefesh of Adam Arishon before he sinned. Like that's how they refer to the Baal Shem Tov, His place where he could, you ever hear that before? Yeah. Has anyone ever heard that concept before? You never heard it before? The Baal Shem Tov comes from the place of neshama of Adam Arishon from before he sinned, before he tasted from the tree of knowledge. Meaning before there was busha in the world, before there was the need to label things and and, and, and make distinctions and categorize before any of that happened, before, before the need to feel like you have to hide if you fall, he says, Vashem comes from a place that's before, that's before that. Now, one more important thing before I forget, there's a whole story about Ribnas and the Breslover on this, that the, the purpose of having a relationship with God is that that becomes your hiding place. Not that you ever have to hide from Hashem. Somehow, we have this thing of when we fall, when we're not so gishmak, when things are just not working, our tendency is, uh, you do your thing from there, I'm going to hang out here. But really, when someone says they believe in the existence of a God, of okay, Israel, so, well, the point is, how do you know if it's for real? So you ask the person, well, what happens when you feel so low? What happens when you feel so ashamed of where you've been, of what you just did? If the result pushes you if that if if that experience of falling makes you want to run away from God, it's not you don't really believe in God. It's a pagan belief. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a vodazar in a weird way. Because God is foreign <coughs> to you. He's that's what zar means. Strange to you. That's pagan worship. Believing in the bonus Shleim, the way we're learning it right now over here, means. That there is nowhere else to run to. There is nothing else to run to other than the source of life. Running to Hashem and not running from Hashem. Let's face it, a lot of times we feel shame, We, we happens, but we run from. And instead of running from, you got to run to. The truth is, what I just said right now, there is the most gorgeous track of Reb Shlomo singing this story and teaching that I'm happy to share with you. There he speaks about, instead of running from, running to. That's all of Yiddishkeit. That's all of Yiddishkeit. Running to, running to the place that's ki ilu, always there, that's before the chait of Adam HaRishon And then he continues over here in a few more lines from the bottom. Exactly. When I fall, the result of falling causes me to feel like I'm in exile. In exile, what am I doing? I'm observing myself. But I'm not myselfing myself, if that makes any sense. I'm observing myself. I'm judging myself. I'm looking at myself. But I'm not experiencing myself. When I look at myself, I'm not experiencing myself. These are key principles in Avodat Hashem of Hasidut. To realize that that's a goal. The goal is to always know that it exists within me, this place of before the chet. This world of like, that I'm not paru, that I'm not separated from myself, exists within me also even when I fall. The only question is, do you have enough love in your life? Do you have enough good friends that remind you? at At that moment, if there was ever a time to run to Hashem, instead of running from Hashem, it's right now. That's a mature... I feel like that's a very mature and responsible... Way of educating ourselves, and it's a mature way of, a, of experiencing this thing called being an Eved Hashem in this world, serving Hashem in this world. So now we're gonna that that's what will be ended off with last week. Lama tamod Ba b'matzav ratzui. In an ideal situation, haadam chay et ha'metzuyut shelo k'fi kulo el ma shekorelo bereg Ideally. Ideally, and we're, we're going to practice this right now, ideally, the most ideal situation of, of going through this world is being connected to what's happening to you right now.
1: Impressive.
0: Right now. Being connected to what's happening to you right now. That's basically what it means to live in the present. A present. The present is a present. <laughs> the past mm-hmm. is not a present necessarily, and the future could be or not couldn't be, but the right now is... So, what I was thinking about this when I was driving to show this morning. It's coming up, of course, like we're saying, all the time, tar- when, when sometimes you feel like every time you're learning from anywhere, it's all it's all coming together and it's peering in every single shir or class or chavrusa you have. That's how you know what you're learning is really, really, you know, important, I feel. So, in a completely different chavrusa that I have in Rav in in Mechtav Me'liyau, almost the same thing happened over here in the learning that we, ha- that we have here, that I saw at my Put it like this. <clears throat> Rabbi Nachman used to say that a person has to lihit chadesh kolyom. You have to renew yourself every day. Rab Nasan would say about Rabbi Nachman, he looked at him throughout the day, and it looked like he was Mikhadesh at five, six, twenty times a day. They renewed themselves every single day. What does that mean? Based on this, renewing yourself being, means being connected to what's happening right now. That's a renewal button, right now. How many of you came into the room right now with whatever happened before you came into the room and it's still present here, right now? <laughs> right? So, there's an invitation, always, you should know it's at the door. There's a basket there. And it's basically, chuck, chuck in here whatever you know you wanna keep here. Don't worry, you'll be waiting for you if you still wanna grab onto it, right? <laughs> But he's saying ideally is that a person lives in a situation that right now, this moment has never happened in time. But so many of the things that maybe are taking space in our mind, especially regarding self-image, that's the point of this year, especially regarding self-image, they're not connected to now. It has to do with a second before now. That's why Rabbi Shlomo would always say in the name of the Baal Shem Tov that our greatest slave drivers are our yesterdays it's such a deep line. deep line. Now, I looked throughout the whole... I never saw him say this, but he says it in different words in many different ways. So much of how I'm experiencing myself right now could have very little to do with what, I've, what really is available to me right now. Ideally, the best situation to live, this is what hitchachut is, is that right, I'm treating right now as if it's untouched. <coughs> pure, clean, there's nothing that's attached to it. It's a new moment of an opportunity of what can happen right now. Now that rarely happens. It's there, that's, that's basically the place called Kodem HaChet. You understand? That's the place that's called before Adam sinned. Once Adam sinned, and notice I'm being very gentle, I always say Adam sinned, right? Only Adam sinned in that. <laughs> that's very gracious. Adam sinned, right? Adams, then, you listen to the Manchu, and you'll see the difference. No, no even there we say Adams, and even there it's all blame right? Once Adam Arishon sinned, the ideal state of being suddenly changed for him. He thought that he thought that you can't do that you're supposed to you're supposed to go to somewhere else, but he says this the most ideal place has been Now what does that mean? It doesn't just mean. The most ideal situation is to always be happy. He says, whatever it is that you are feeling, to just have, be, be in touch with that emotion in the moment. Like he says here. Sameach Lomed Matsui matsui. Feeling what is being found right now. <coughs> Sorry, that you're found in what's, your, in what's going on right now. In the moment, you know we adults. The older we get, the more we think it's all about preserving energy. So I'm not going to fully feel that. I'm going to save cough for later. I'm not going to wipe myself out now. We're all asleep now, so I'll have cough for later. What do children do? Children are never busy in the cheshbonos of what I'm uh, uh, wondering. Like, well, what am I going to need for later? And they're never tired. <laughs> Why? 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 No, this is very deep because if you're mamash mechubar to what's happening right now you may think oh my god you're going to wear yourself out which we're always praying when we see our kids you know going that extra run or whatever okay this will get them tired and it, and it doesn't really <laughs> Those, these things don't work you know or like oh they'll go to sleep er, they're going to go to sleep really late which means they'll wake up later it's a and yeah. I, it, it's never happened in my house yeah. that this teshvan of what will happen later will actually happen later. It doesn't happen by, by me. I don't know about you guys. So a child has this nekuda of being mechubay to what's happening right now. Now, th- now what's very interesting, I learned, we learned something crazy this week in the Men's Sheer. Do you know the Midrash says that Adam Rishon and Chava were created, when they were created, they were a certain age. The Midrash says they were created at the age of 20. That means that what didn't they have? Which means that, of course, the response was, after they fe- after he fell, was to go in hiding. Because they didn't know, they never experienced that when you fall, you get up. And that's it. Did anyone ever hear this message before? So the message says, yeah, they were, you heard this before, that they were created at the age of 20, but that fits perfectly into here, because that means that this whole area of like... Not calculating what you need for later and, and thinking and living the moment based on what you need for later. They never had that.
1: Mm.
0: They were created into a world that didn't have that. So when we say, like, we're going to go back and do a tikkun for Adam and Chava, it doesn't mean necessarily, like, fixing everything that they did. It means, like, we have to experience a life they never had. We have to try to emulate a certain world that would have been them had they had it, but they didn't have it. It's
1: like we should know better. Because, because we had God, it.
0: Yeah. Because we had it. You know, the Baal Shem Tov used to come up to children. Let's say Baal Shem Tov would walk into a room and he'd see a bunch of people, all different ages. The Baal Shem Tov would first go to children and say, come here, come here, it's very important to me. Tell me something. What do you remember? That was the first thing he would do when he'd walk into a room. See children. What do you remember? Yeah. Uh-huh. The Ish Kodesh, the Piyosetzan Rabbi. what was his thing? Everyone knows. He was the Rebbe of children. You think the you think the big tzaddikim was sitting around the tish? The children were always sitting around the tish, and that minhag and That's why the piyusetzner Rebbe's Torah I feel is so like, you know, it's just it's it's all over the whole world now. It's growing every single day. It's the Torah of, of of this. I think till today, the Rebbe in in uh, in Ramat Beit Shemesh uh, Shapira, who's the piyusetzner Rebbe today, his grandfather was the brother of the Ish Rev Shapira, we have the Schloss with him. When you go to his shul and there's a kiddush or something, the Rebbe is going around with kiggle and, 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 and pickles or whatever it is, and making sure that each, he himself is going and making sure each kid in the room got a plate. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. The, the child has, the, the, the child, and we haven't even, you know, honestly, this is like weird to say. But all this Sefer is a Hagdama for a Maimah we're going to be doing at the end, which is called Ma'amar Hayelet in here. It's one of the most beautiful maamarim in the world. We did it with the man about six, seven years ago. The child is Matsui ben masha Matsui. Yeshbo bo hergesh p'nimi, there's an inner feeling, inner emotion, v'hamachshava imaguf, and that emotion and thoughts the child have together with the body, Mevatim, Meshartim, they serve, and they express, they're expressing the inner emotion and experience that's happening as a non-separate thing. It's exactly what they're expressing, and the way the body works in harmony with their Olam, Maharegesh, and it's all one serving the experience to, to happen. That's it. But because our thoughts are so busy with preserving energy calculations, later this and that, it's so rare that what I'm feeling right now, together with my body, is in harmony to live the moment, to just live the now, the right now. But what happens, and, and each of us have a little bit of this in certain moments, but then something happens, even when we do experience this beautiful utopia that we just described. Then a slight, a slight change uh, takes place in the soul. The certain thought suddenly like travels outside of me to start observing me. It's like we have this, we're in the motion, we're in the experience, and then suddenly, before I even realize it, I'm starting to now look, take a look at me and be like, hmm, what's going on? What is this that we see? We, the me and the thought that's going outside. I'm looking outside into what's going on, will like a person that's crying, lev shebocheh, then you notice that you're crying, this is so deep. When does a person stop crying? When they realize that they're crying. That's what he said. When you start to notice that you're crying, that means that at that moment you begin to stop to cry. Does that make sense to anybody? Mm-hmm. Not really. What's that? You love the moment of the experience of crying. So the actual experience begins to stop to, to happen. That's not just true with crying, it's also true with simcha. When does the person stop experiencing joy? when they notice that they're experiencing joy. It's like this with everything. Like when you pay attention and you notice something, it stops being. Kederech him samta lev shata lev kvar That's a cute thing, right? If you notice that you're noticing, at that moment you stop noticing. Like I shared with you one time that I heard a Rav give a shir in badain, and he was telling his students, the moment that you notice that you've reached the place of bittel you're not in Bittel. It's the same thing. Right? These are things that are, th- th- these things happen all the time. Like a person that's mamish davening. It's like a person that they're in the experience of davening. Yeah. What's the moment that, that, that this dveka stops happening? Is when in your mind the thought goes like this. I am currently experiencing dvekus right now. That's the moment that it stops being dvekus. That's the habatam inazah. That's the looking from 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 the side. Let's go to it now with Eretz Yisrael. Okay, it's going to be a little bit of a stretch, but I think it's good for us. At what moment does a person stop making aliyah? When he thinks about the
1: hardships and the negative. Never. No.
0: Ideally, never. That, that's that's ideally. When does a person stop experiencing the moment of making aliyah? What do you think?
1: When he thinks he's arrived. Huh? Yes. When he thinks he's arrived. You know, when uh, I've gotten to my destination. I, you know,
0: when there's when there's a sense of 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 uh, of accomplishment regarding aliyah. Right. Now, this self, it's like. It, it, and it's and you know what, it's true, maybe you it is an accomplishment, but don't you wanna don't you wanna keep on feeling this accomplishment? The problem is like we stop feeling accomplishments once once we've labeled them as accomplishments. You I see, see? Also when resignation. When
1: someone has like resigned to the fact that they made Aliyah, like, oh yeah, I, I made Aliyah, so yeah, like I don't know. <laughs> <to have resignation laughs>
0: And then you, what, what, what's removed after that moment is the actual, the gift of you could experience this, you could keep on experiencing this forever. You know, you could keep on, like the, the, the Ba'a Shem Tov's Torah is like, don't, don't, ever, don't ever take yourself out of the moment, even if it's good moments of noticing accomplishments, because it could keep on, it could get so much bigger than what, you, what you're about to like, you know, put a, put a tap on. It could be so much bigger, it can be so much more beautiful takelas and The moment you look at it from the side, from the side, what happens is is that you you basically limit its its potential growth. That's a very big thing. So again, when a person's in a state of dveikus, it is such a bore to never go to the place of being like, "Wow, what I'm experiencing right now is dveikus," because then at that moment you you're kind of out of it. And this happens all the time. Like this is what's very tricky here is that these thoughts that we go to they happen all the time. Like, it's not something conscious. You don't consciously choose to take yourself out of a situation, generally, in order to label it. It's just, a, it's just a natural progression of thoughts. Then the thoughts, instead of it being one with the experience of the body, the thought then goes outside and tries to label the experience, then taking themselves out of the experience. But that happens quite often without us even realizing and noticing it. It's not something necessarily consciously that's happening. It's just, this is where we go to. It's our natural, for many of us, this is our natural tendency. And the question is, how do I stay in there? And how do I notice what's trying to pull me out of there? Mm-hmm. And the question obviously is, once I'm out of there, can I go back inside? Yeah. It's basically, like the, to me, the, the most, the most uh, difficult thing is can I, going back to sleep going back to sleep. You start thinking about the sleep and the non-sleep and everything, and then you're out of it, right? You're not in it. Going back to... I don't know, for me, that's one of the hardest, that going back to sleep. Okay, but... The, and, and then we start to have like this mevucha, like he says, this creates this inner this inner tension inside of this. Mevucha doesn't mean inattention. tension. It means like a, like a maze, like an embarrassment, like I'm so confused. Mevucha Some kind of a, an embarrassment... And the shame state of being is now in you. Wow, I noticed a beautiful thing. My davening is gewalt. That's not a bad thing. I noticed a beautiful thing. Now I want to go back to it. But I realize I'm not going back the way it was before I noticed how beautiful it was. My galo. Avar, what happened to a person like this? Avar mi el lehabit al hadvikut. They're transitioning from a place of being in dvikus to noticing and looking at the dvikus. Spiritually, I mean physically, you're in the same exact place. Spiritually, there can't be two worlds further apart from each other. You understand? Spiritually speaking, you've traveled Hundreds and billions of miles in distance. Because the distance between the experience and the noticing the experience is mamash the distance between Shama and It's literally the distance between between heaven and earth. Two completely different worlds. Mamash she'en la'milim. You see, like two brothers, that much beauty and so much excitement. And they started to say the words, oh, it's so, how beautiful it is, two brothers dancing together. These two brothers, at the moment that they're noticing what this is and they make sure there's a photographer there or <laughs> there's someone there to capture it, they took the, this gorgeous moment of two siblings dancing together and in order to, what they thought is preserving the moment, they removed themselves out of the moment. Rev Weinberger always speaks about this, about the, the, one of the weirdest things for him is pick cameras. Even, even wanting to take a picture. Because you're thinking that you're actually... like capturing a moment when really you're actually taking yourself out of a moment when you're taking a picture
1: I'm having such a strong reaction to this because we always talk about not overthinking and this is such an example of overthinking that so I noticed it and I took a picture of it and I love looking at old my children love looking at old pictures it's so beautiful to look at old pictures I don't want to put it all in a negative category
0: oh it's not this is just the beginning no 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 because he's going to say sometimes how a person has to also know to learn how to take themselves out of a moment too. There's a whole avoda of that as well.
1: I think it's so beautiful to
0: start singing. Oh, no, no. He's still... So maybe I didn't explain it. Sorry. It
1: sounds like it's a negative
0: thing. No, 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 no. Chas v'shoam. He's saying what happens is... No, no, no. God forbid. I'm glad you... If anyone else had the chashash, let, 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 let's clarify it. God forbid. It's the most gorgeous thing in the world. I could cry thinking about it. Last night I was at a wedding. A dear friend of mine married off his daughter. And the my friend's father is about, I think, 86. My friend is one of four sons. Asi, he was here last year for Yutes Kisla, My friend Rabbi Asi Spiegel. He came for, for Yutes Kislev Fabrengen. He led the Fabrengen. And it was in Kfar Chabad, the wedding. And I saw... It was funny... <laughs> In order to give them the moment, I need. I noticed now that I took myself out of the moment because I took out my phone to take a video of these four um, older men that are brothers dancing with their father at a granddaughter's wedding. Now that is gorgeous. That's the most gorgeous thing in the world. Um, Now I'm like really giving myself mustard. Like, why didn't? What what could have happened to me in my my experience of tasting light and love if I just would have stayed in there? And I, I don't know. Would no, it, would, would the same so thing happen a, if I look at the video? But
1: there's so many videos that have been shared with us that we have now been touched by because somebody took the time to take
0: out their camera. So the the question is on what cheshbon? When do I know? Like that that's a good question. When do I when do I say? Do you understand the question? Like where I'm going with this? When do I say? You at what so moment?
1: Crazy. That's my point. It's, don't, it's crazy. Sometimes you take a video, and I, mean, I feel like it's more referring to like selfie, like where you're taking
0: yourself so, out and then so, so, it, and then
1: the moment you're right, so no, so I was not...
0: I was about to say that Rav Weinberger then continued and said but the most ridiculous thing in the world he said, are these new sticks, he didn't know what to call it he said, that's the most ridiculous thing out of all of them, that's the most ridiculous thing you're going out to walk in nature, or whatever and you're walking around with a stick and he starts smiling at the, I mean he was talking about like one of these things, where you walk yeah. around yeah. and you're like looking and you're like and at that moment, no one is forcing you to leave the moment besides yourself because you want to capture something, but that moment was an experience that you were experiencing right now who knows how much who knows how much further the experience could have penetrated within you, but you're already planning the experience based on when you're going to take yourself out of it that's what he was saying about uh, what were the, you know like uh selfie sticks like he he was when it first came out <laughs> he's so cute because sometimes it's just he's so He's like so connected to the times, but sometimes he'll notice certain devices that come out a little bit later than everyone else. And by the time he noticed it, it's like a right? <laughs> so selfie sticks, he, maybe he noticed it like a month after it happened, right? And he's like, did you hear about this? Cra-? And he was trying to explain during a sheer, Did you hear about this craziness of this Meshagayim? M- m- and meanwhile, the whole shul is probably filled with selfie sticks. <laughs> everyone has selfie sticks in their pocket. Did you see this thing that's going on right now? People are walking around with these sticks. And on the top there's a camera, and they're they're taking themselves out of out of the moment every thirty seconds. Like, I was I only heard it online. I didn't see the video of the she'er, but, but I agree that when it comes to like when someone else is capturing a beautiful moment, we get enriched very much. But what would I think? What we get more, much more enriched from if someone would teach us how to live the moment, as opposed to witnessing other moments. That's a that's a probably a deeper teaching. Like if someone could give over to us the beauty of what they're showing through a camera, how we could experience that, we would be infinitely more enriched than just banking on outside inspiration. If that makes any sense. Yeah, my, yeah.
1: I wonder if there's an element of trust just as a photographer. I don't do, I refuse to do weddings, but (laughs) Uh, just because there's too much pressure, you can't not miss, you can't miss a moment. Like you can't do it. But right. I know photographers who request or demand that no, no guests use their camera or, like, their phone. Like, you put your phone away. I that. so well, that's I wonder, interesting. I mm-hmm. I that's interesting. if an element of, like, mm-hmm. if you can trust someone else to be your proxy almost, then mm-hmm. can you stay in the moment longer?
0: That's Steve. Well, Probably. I don't know. I <laughs> have no idea. Probi- I, I think, you it's, more, it's, I think it's more probable yeah, if sure. you could find that. You remind me, this is like connecting to, to our wedding. We were waiting and waiting and waiting to get the video. You yeah. my, my wife and I, like we were waiting and waiting to get the video, and we finally got it. Uh-huh. And it was probably amazing, but it was the worst experience we had. <laughs> Why? Why is it?
1: Because you're not there
0: anymore. Because the way that I, not just remember, the way that I continue to experience... The chupa got tainted when I saw what it looked like from outside. And yet, and the uh, what's that? I'm gonna keep coming back to
1: this. I really think like working so hard on cameras. my father passed away in 2005, and no one had smartphones then. I am hard pressed to find any videos of him, and I lament. I wish. I wish I had videos. People are so take as many videos as you can
0: of the people you love. So I was about to say, so I was about to say, before you said in, that I'm so happy that that footage exists for my children. And therefore, it's for them. But it's not for me. No, no, but that's exactly the point. Hashem wanted it to be in the world for a certain purpose. It cannot be that Hashem wanted it to be in the world for the purpose of us going outside of the moment. For preservation. Of, you know this connects us to an akuda we had in the She'er of uh, Piyasetzna with the kolol boys we were saying that we started learning the sefer of Tzav V'Ziruz of the Piyasetzna Rebbe Tzav V'Ziruz is a short sefer at the end of the sefer and it's diary entries that the Rebbe made from the years 1929 to 1938 can you imagine having a diary from the Eish from the Piyasetzna Rebbe yeah. and it's the back of the sefer it's pretty short and it's gevalt it's it's so raw. It's real. It's mamash emotions. It's like all there, and I dafka wanted the guys to start learning because we're doing like six months now, probably on the piyusets nereva. I wanted them dafka to first before you learn the toilets and everything, I want you to connect to the, like the experiences that he's sharing, the personal experiences that he's sharing, right? And I said, and it connects, isn't very much with what you said, Yael? I said to them, "I want you to 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 really realize the privilege we have that we have this, right?" So one of the guys who just thinks a little bit differently, and it's it's fine. Each one has their own flavor. Said, "I don't still understand the purpose of this." So I said to him, "What would you do uh, if you found one of your diaries of your grandfather?"
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He's like, and because his grandfather wasn't is wasn't religious, so he said. I don't know. What, what would that help me with my avoidance Hashem? Don't knowing where he went. Mashuk said, Don't freak out. Okay, it's the beginning. It's okay. We've made a lot of progress since then. Because trust me, when he said that, I, I, I was, you know, it was very hard for me, and we discussed it. I said to him, you know something? My grandfather, who I'm named after, died when my father was 14, and my father barely knows anything because my grandfather was married to someone else before World War II and had two children, and they were killed. It's like my grandmother was married to someone else and had a child and they were both killed. And then somehow miraculously they chose life and met in 1944 and got married in the DP camp. Then continued life. But really, they just continued. They stopped living. They stopped living. They did not continue to live. Then my grandfather died when my father was 14. I said to this person, if I knew of one emotion that my grandfather ever felt, and I found it on a scrap of something, it felt like going through boxes, and, and I got a hold of a moment of my grandfather expressing an emotion, a thing that he had, I, I actually probably feel that that piece of paper should be kept in an own Kodesh. That's how precious that would be to me, right? That's how precious it would be to me, that he could convey what he's feeling in those moments through writing it would be the most incredible thing in the, in the universe, Right? That's for me. For the person going through the experience, what's the limit to how much more they could experience it? Why should they ever choose to come out of it? Well, sometimes you could choose to come out of it because then you understand yourself better, especially through writing. That's much more. That's that's very, like, I think Rav Cook shows us very much. He's writing and writing his experiences, his emotions. I think he, in order to understand himself even better, and we're all... Baruch Hashem, very much privileged to be beneficiaries of, of such a thing. But to go back to the example of the video, of the wedding video, I'm never, I'm probably, I'm, I'm, I hope, I hope that I never watch the video, my chopah my again. I actually hope I don't. Because Bina and I always say that when we go back to the way it still is, because we stopped watching the chopah, actually the first time we stopped watching it, when we go back to the way it is, it still is. You understand? Mm-hmm. It still is. It didn't stop. Mm-hmm. It's still happening. It's still mm-hmm. consuming. Mm-hmm. It's still... Now, what were we horrified? The, I'll tell you, the first thing we watched, and, we were, and this is like, trust me, I, I'll, I would recommend the, the video. He, did an ama- he, probably, he probably did an amazing job. And I've recommended him many times. He's gevalt, he's one of the best. He really is. He did. Then he did my sister's meaning we love him. He's a good friend. But what we noticed was that, we noticed two people talking during the chuppah that were far away from the chuppah and it freaked the daylights out of us.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: because for us, it was high Sinai. Tanya, was it high Sinai or not? <laughs> right? So So, I, you mean you were at Har Sinai and you were schmoozing, right? so that that's what's going on.
1: <laughs>
0: that's what that's what's going on so much in the in the in the experience that we're speaking about, right? but don't worry i am i'm I'm overjoyed and thrilled that my children, basically my grandchildren will get the closest glimpse of what happened that they could, but not for me. not not definitely not for me. The real high moments. The real, you know, this happens a lot when people send footage after concerts. Also, this like obviously happens a lot. If I ever do a concert, I'll suddenly all the time. It's like the weirdest thing. People have this weird thing. They send me every every time my brother plays somewhere. Every the people send me clips all the time, and I always send it back to Etan and I. We always joke with like, "Phew, I I, I forgot what you do, and I'm so glad I was reminded." You know, people just want to feel like they have a cool thing. It's fine. But when after concerts, when people send you clips, it's also it's a big sakana to look back at it, because if if there was a moment of dvekus, it could still continue, right? He did, the, the the description he gave here was when you look at it, then you can then it stops continuing, and you say, oh, I was in a state of dvekus, mm-hmm. right? But sometimes the real moments that happen on stage, the real real ones they could continue to last. They could continue to be playing an integral role in your life. So that's what he's saying about the personal experience of taking yourself out of the moment, even the holy moments. He will explain to us that there's an avoda to actually take yourself out of moments that you should take yourself out of. That's also a chokhmah So it's not about chucking this thing le gamre. It's about, it's about understanding when they're used and the right time, the right moment. You wanted to say something?
1: Yeah, I, it reminded me of Ms. sea tour we were at last uh, week uh, at a road at Sion, the big boys' school. And, uh, no, no, I'm sorry, that was something else. At first grade, I was getting a tour at uh, this road at Sion. And my husband and I were enjoying seeing all these beautiful little faces, boys, and curls, and everyone's standing on chairs. <laughs> Everyone around us is taking pictures, videos. And like, I wonder to myself, are they really enjoying the moment? Because it was beautiful.
0: You know that sometimes I get so happy and sheer when someone else says what I want to say, That, but, but I hold back from saying it, because I don't want to. I <laughs> had, so I then. was there, my daughter. Oh, my daughter was, <laughs> right? And I have to say, Baruch Hashem, we, we because of these kind of Torahs, we took just enough, just to, just to make sure we have it, and our child has it, but we wanted to experience the moment that our seven-year-old girl is holding, like we want to be in that moment with her when she holds her scissor with such pride.
1: Sam.: exactly.
0: And you, basically, it's a, it could be a moment of Gan Eden for you. It could be. It's very hard for it to be a moment of Gan Eden, especially when the first three rows of people are all over. You can't even see. It was like the weirdest thing. You couldn't see it. Unless you were running it to the front and pushing someone, or you're very tall, you couldn't. You can't even see anything. So, it's true. These are sensitive things, because honestly, we all fall in this. Not all. This generation falls into this a lot. A lot, a lot, a lot. But again, in terms of Hashem gave us, Hashem blessed us with children. Hashem, healthy children. And He also gave us the gift of experiencing with them moments in life, right? I think it's much deeper and much holier to share that moment with your child on an experiential level than it is by a capturing for, for a later level. However, it's also okay. You don't have to stand there the whole time. Get a shot. Get a clip but be there. Be there and be be grateful. Be
1: grateful. Be grateful for being able to be Be, there. The experience,
0: allowing yourself to experience is much more anachas giver than looking back at a picture or a video. And these things happen all the time. Wait, someone else had their hand up? Oh yeah, sorry. Your story reminded me when you were saying like,
1: oh, you were so like, Two people were talking when you were having like this incredible like, experience yeah. <laughs> at your, your wedding. Um, during Corona, when we were still living in Baltimore, in the early days of Corona, um, there was a couple who was supposed to get married. And obviously their wedding ended up looking a lot different than what they had expected. And the couple was very upset because she wasn't going to have the wedding that she dreamed of. And it was going to be like 10 people there instead of 300 people there or whatever. And she went to talk to... Our actually our rug from Baltimore, the Reb of our shul, and he said to like kind of give her an achama. She was like, he said, I know it's not going to be what you had imagined, but at your wedding, no one's going to be on their phone. <laughs> 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 That's good. Everyone's going to be want to be there and be there with you.
0: That's very deep. <laughs> That's so it's so true those 10 people are there, they're going to really right. they're 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 gonna gonna be Because, because could you imagine like the 10 that are there are like, yeah. <laughs> and that's all you, that's all it is, right? D'chon. Let's give up. Yeah. I think that here, just to make y'all feel better, I don't think he's saying good or bad. I think he's just making us aware that when, <laughs> when you're taking yeah, like, like be aware that when
1: you are taking a picture, you're really not present. That's what, that's like a that what he's doing here.
0: I think I'm, bish- I'm totally beshown with what you said. And I think we're saying the same thing, actually. Because no one could say, no, no. You could actually stay in the present in the same level that you, you know, while you while you're capturing the moment. You, it's Facts of life. You just you can't. There is a beautiful thing to give. Like I said, if I had more from my grandfather, my life would be what I wouldn't be I think about this all the time. You know, I asked my father a few years ago. I said. I said, you know, because it's been so many years, he passed away in 1962, I said, Abba, do you even remember his voice, like what he sounded like? And I started crying, I couldn't, not exactly, and yet we have the ability, you know, Baruch Hashem, that we could actually give over to our next generation what our parents and grandparents sounded like, not to be taken for granted. Can you imagine
1: sure a video of Shireen of Rabbi
0: I just to thinking to about it, it I'd explode. I'd, 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 I'd explode. No, I know would I actually would explode. I would not like And yet everything's a matter of balance. All right let, 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 let's move forward a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That would be the most ideal. Set it up in a way that it's captured and you have n- and it doesn't it doesn't ruin at all your experience of being in the moment. Right. That that that's the greatest huh? I
1: think when you consciously put a video camera or some kind of you're setting it up, you're like you're automatically aware aware that there's
0: something video. So what's the compromise?
1: sacrifice <laughs> uh, for, <laughs> for, for, a doctor, or recognizing just like you were saying being aware recognizing that when you are taking a picture you're not fooling yourself mm-hmm. you are consciously taking yourself out of the moment and you are sacrificing that moment and sometimes we make sacrifices and they're not necessarily that thing well, so oh that's aware, interesting meaning in a
0: in a in a, in in a, a conscious way, way, in a healthy way yeah
1: the more we're aware yeah. that we've taken ourselves out, the more we can consciously actively well,
0: that—that's his question, and he's going to come back to it. He said, "He said, is it—is it—is it possible? Is it possible to bring well, yourself you back man, in, back into it?"
1: I mean, you're recording this, and we're all still sharing.
0: <laughs> and we're all—I'm st- not changing the way that I'm
1: interacting this year because I know you're. you're Honestly, ready. if you listen to it at home, you can't hear. any of us. I'm so sure. <laughs> so some of our most powerful moments, some of my most powerful memories, are not from a camera. There, because I.
0: They're not in the picture, but just as
1: vivid. Right. And okay, so I want to... Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: From
1: a, a psychological perspective, yeah. um, okay. if we were to ask ourselves...
0: Just louder, so, louder, so everyone can hear you. It's um, not just on the camera. Everyone um, here okay, can so hear from, you. From, Project louder, just from like a, that. From a psycholo-
1: psycholo- psychological perspective, is um, if we were to ask ourselves a question before taking out our phones like we're experiencing a moment. And if we had even someone ask ourselves this question or ask ourselves this question, what would happen if I stayed in this moment? and I didn't take out my phone. And we really asked ourselves that question. Like very honestly, I think we'd be surprised <clears throat> by what would come up. And um, and allow ourselves to really feel that in our body. It's like, what would that feel like to not take out our cameras and really experience this moment? And I think it'd be like a lot of pain. <laughs> Mm. I think I think there'd be a lot of resistance that would come up yeah and I think um it's all about like connecting back to our bodies and so when you talk about like could you go back and you know when we have this desire to take out our phone then what like when we're all of a sudden very aware and very conscious of what we're experiencing like this is amazing we're putting words to what we're experiencing I think the way back is through our bodies Mm-hmm. Experiencing
0: her like mm-hmm. what, what, you're saying like a, an actual an actual feeling yeah, like, physical what feeling what sensation, sensation are we feeling when... so I was going to say to a it. certain extent it. well, even that it's even true it but you know what but those are natural things meaning these things happen all the time so I'm always going to be things are, the way my brain works unless I'm like the most mm-hmm. disciplined Meditation practice, practitioner, unless I'm like so disciplined that I have the ability to continuously flow through long moments without want, asking these questions in my mind, most of us all the time are going to have the, lead these kind of questions. And it's true. Even once you ask the question, you're still a little bit out of it. That's okay. That's the, that, that's when the overthinking becomes meshiga. That's okay. That's normal. That that you're. It's going to happen to you. That's the.
1: us and what we're feeling sometimes the intimacy mm. feels too much or sometimes the, like the joy feels too much or whatever it is we're experiencing we're not used to staying with our feelings mm. and so we just take it out and mm. yeah it's true like does the questions take us out of it yeah but the alternative is taking out our phone and then we're totally out of it mm. so i think i think as much as overthinking is really a problem yeah. i think it's really important to really analyze and know why we
0: I want to I I go a bit more forward if that's okay As the examples that we've been given As long as there was no picture or mirror of the image that you were experiencing you were experiencing you were one with the inner feeling that was going on. But then, when the, he's saying something so crazy here, he's saying, through, a, through capturing images or even a mirror, when that became your, becomes your experience of the moment, what becomes more central, the body, or the, or the neshama. When I look at the picture, or when I look in the mirror, and then I start to experience myself, at that moment, what becomes more the center of your experience? Your body or your soul? Your body, your body. Now ideally, there should be no difference between the two. We have to be able to, it's not saying here avoid every mirror, avoid every picture. What he's saying is, in, we have to learn, like we saw before, how to how to teach ourselves, how to invite our physical... Exactly what you were saying, actually. How to engage and invite our physical experiences into the bigger picture of, of what we're experiencing in this world. And therefore, when I look in a mirror, or when I see a picture of myself, that doesn't completely take me out of the experience of the moment. Because if I train myself to invite my body, and like Rabbi Nachman taught us in Torah... We learned it two weeks ago in Torah, when I have Rahmanus on my flesh. That's what he said. Having Rachmanus on my flesh means that my flesh stops being this, like, party, this, this like, my flesh, my, the, the role that my body and my physical experience, it stops playing this negative role in my life of removing me from the moment. Rather, it's mashlim the moment. It completes the picture. That's, the, that's ideal. Like, we, we always think, oh, everything about the body just gets in the way, Really, if I could just feel, be soul, soul, soul. Mm-hmm. If that's what Hashem wanted you to do in this world, He wouldn't have, first of all, He wouldn't have created the world, and you just would have been a malach. Mm-hmm. And that's what, that's, what, that's what would have worked perfect. The point here is the integration of both of them, the body and the soul, to allow us to live the moment as long as possible. He's saying to walk, pass by a mirror and look at the mirror, and it doesn't start making me look at myself from the outside. Would be the dream. Do you understand that lesson? This is very important. We, I'm sorry, there's a lot in here, and it's, it's going to take it's going to take a while to come out. the The highest experience would be that any picture, any fit, anything does not not only does it not contradict the soulful experience of life it's supposed to complete it it's supposed to be both together now there's many different tactics and ways how to go about such an experience but the point is to net, there's no goal in saying my goal is to just observe myself and look at how I'm doing things in order to know how to do it better the ultimate goal is to be able to live a fully integrated experience of body and soul together at the same moment and that it doesn't contradict each other it actually is mushling each other it completes each other. And that's why he keeps on going back to that physical appearances in your own eyes are maybe the greatest testimony to where you're really holding, to where you're really holding. If you're flying in the Olamota El Yonim and then when it's time, because apparently even very, very spiritual people have to go to the bathroom. It happens sometimes, right? It's an Indian. They actually go to the bathroom, right? What happens when you go to the bathroom? After you go to the bathroom, you wash your hands, what's usually right there? There's a mirror. Meaning, the point is not, there's no Indian of like saying over here, when I was up there, it was so real, this brings me down so much. That's what the brach of Asher Yatza completes that moment where the acknowledgement of the, of the beauty of, of, of how the goof can be thankful is one of the highest godly revelations in the world.
1: in Mishkan also. Huh? And the mirrors in
0: the Mishka, right? they, uh, that that's, that's the ultimate goal. We're still in the middle of this let's let's go a bit more. <clears throat> but when the body becomes the real like running the show and saying, "This is what it's all about, The soul starts looking from the side of the body and saying, "Oh." You're your own entity. I thought we were working so beautifully in harmony together. Now you're deciding what we what, how you feel about yourself just based on looks. Weren't we working together? Weren't we? Didn't you feel like that? Da- <laughs> you know, it's like the soul is like so confused. Like, I don't understand. Like, you know, we were we were we were dancing. Like, what what? <laughs> you mean we weren't? You mean like you're running the show now? You see how deep this is? I thought we were working together. Makah. <laughs> Makah. It's one way of looking at it. it. <laughs> it's embarrassed of it. <laughs> then the soul says, you know what, I don't want to go back to this. I actually don't want to come back to this experience because I thought we were working together so beautifully. I actually don't want to try to go back inside. Because if you're going to say that you're running the show again, that, it's not about you running the show or me running the show. It's about working beautifully together in harmony. That's why it's, sometimes it's so hard to go back. Because can you trust the body? Because can the soul, does the soul feel like it could trust the body again to work in, in shalom bayis, to work together harmoniously? And therefore the tension, and then you just decide, whatever, I'm out of it already. Forget it. Let's just move on. Hopefully I'll have another good moment where I won't get caught up too much later. He's saying it's easy to remove yourself from the experience when it's about a picture or a mirror. But you know what really takes us out of the moment more than mirrors and more than pictures that are something that's much, that's basically is found much more often than pictures. Thoughts. Thoughts. You could throw away the picture and you could pass by a mirror without looking. But what can't you ever stop doing? Thinking. It's almost impossible to separate yourself from thoughts. So as much as like the mashal of mirrors and pictures, these are things that are easier for us to make decisions, right? We could decide. We could decide. You know, one of the reasons, what you know, you're supposed to go to shiva house. Should all live long, right? Why do we cover mirrors? It's one of the it's one of the reasons. Like, what's the whole thing about shiva? The Chazal showed us that you know, you, you know what you have to do. You know what you really have to do. What, what are all the halachas regarding people sitting shiva? What are they basically framing the the for? To be there. To be there. That's all the halachas. It's not for you to suffer. That's not that's not you're suffering enough anyway from a loss. It's for you to actually be present in this thing called mourning, which is a very important thing that one must do and go through for the sake of their own experience in this world so even mirrors will take you out of a moment because you'll start looking oh with men, oh, if they don't you know now they don't shave or whatever it is, or you'll notice your torn cloth, you know or whatever it is, so that the the halakha is basically saying to us. You, you, this is something you don't want to lahabit This is not something you want to think about. Like, what do I look like? How am I experiencing it? You just, you want to just be in it. You mama should just want to be, we should all be commission yamim. we're just going to do a, a little bit more. What time is it? I'm sorry, I don't have a watch. It's 10.25. Oh my God. <laughs> I didn't even realize this. There's just so much to do. Okay, we're going to end no, we're gonna we're gonna stop over here. I'm sorry. I didn't realize how long it is. I oh, don't have a watch yet. I don't have a watch. Mine broke. But I want you. I just want you to notice something. What's <laughs> that? You're in the moment. What's in the moment? In the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a request, a homework request, because I really think it's interesting to go back to what Adina brought up. I want you to notice if it's possible for you to notice when you voluntarily choosing to take yourself out of a moment if you can catch yourself a few times, right? Just when, when it is, and also, at the end of the day, maybe pay attention and be like, when did I just, like, looking back at the day, when was I completely flowing in that thing, right? Now, ideally, a shear should be a, 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 a unit of time in the day where I was just in it, right? It's not necessarily so. But there could be other moments in the day, like, lo denma, but to notice... And then, if you could actually do what she said, which you know, which I think is really, really profound, to be in some like I don't know, you can't like ask your t- your children's teacher to reenact a Masibatsi sidur, but we have these moments all the time. Whatever it is, just see how fast you are to pull out the camera to capture something, and then but but stay with it for five seconds before you end up. If you end up doing it, be like, what resistance? Where where am I seeing this inside? What, what, do I feel this anywhere in, my, in myself, in my body, in my... What's happening to me and what's the hit do to it? Whether you decide at the end to do it or not it doesn't say anything good or bad about you. We're not here to do any of the that's that's already. We're already hard enough on ourselves. We're here to just tap into basically discovering a way that the body and the soul could work together to have shalom bay. This ma'amar is called ma'amara shalom This is exactly what this piece is for. For us to figure out a way through the Torah of the Baal Shantov that it could just be a much more meaningful ride in this world.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That, that's all what this is about. It's not to confuse things too much. It's to raise points and moments of awareness that maybe I've just not realized so much. And to be able to go back like a good friend that once pointed out something wrong in your life and be like, you know, at the moment that you pointed out to me, it was so hard for me to hear it. But now that you pointed it out to me, from that day on, I've experienced life, and I've experienced myself, and I've experienced high moments for so much longer periods of time. You'd be, you'd be forever thankful to that person. And I'm hoping that's the place that we're that we're marching towards with Rav Kluger as well. Yeah. All right, should be Thank a good you. chat, Miss everyone. Not only
1: the action, but the thought. let say okay, I'm choosing.